0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron, and we are back for another night of Mets player development action. John, first off, how are you feeling, dude?
1: Why? Well, How courteous of you to ask, Vito. I'm uh feeling good. A little humid. Uh, a little warmer than I thought today. I, I think I overdressed, but um, good nonetheless. Excited for another night of talking Mets player development. Another exciting night, despite a little bit of uh uncooperative weather down with the St. Lucie Mets and Palm Beach Cardinals. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, excited to, to get going. Recapping another evening here. That is John not so subtly telling me he doesn't want to do a lot of small talk. No, he just no, wants to look, get to the good stuff. I love small talk, Vito. I love small. You know, I love small talk. All, and the listeners love small talk, too. So it's it's good for everybody. It's not just good for you and me. It's good for it's good for everyone.
0: But we're going to we're going to talk about the Syracuse Mets. who played the Buffalo Bisons. And like John said later on, we will talk about how there will never be another minor league baseball game played in the state of Florida. But for now, we're going to focus on upstate New York and the Syracuse Mets who lost 4-3 to the Buffalo Bisons. Ronnie Mauricio did try to play hero in this game. He almost was with a game-tying two-run single in the bottom of the eighth. But as you'll see by the scorecard, did not work out in their favor that night. Only other thing to note from this game was Josh Walker, who had a nice little appearance of relief. 1.2 innings pitched, only gave up two hits, but got two strikeouts with no walks or earned runs.
1: Yeah, Josh Walker has been really good since he returned to the Syracuse Mets. Since his return to Syracuse, he's now thrown six in the third innings, only allowed three hits, just one run, six strikeouts, just one walk. And he hasn't allowed much hard contact and exit velocity against of under uh, 90 miles an hour, 95 miles an hour is that hard hit rate plateau. He's also induced the chase rate close to 36%. So Walker showed flashes when he came up to the major league Mets. He's an athletic dude. Good to see that. Not discouraged by going back to AAA, a guy who will help the New York Mets sooner than later. Good to see from Josh Walker. If you don't know, 2022 spring training, Josh Walker was about to start his car when he heard a subtle meowing, got out of the car, checked under the hood. There was a cat. This is early in the morning. It does get chilly in Port St. Lucie in the morning. Early in the morning, finds a cat, winds up adopting the cat, named it Metro, had a whole photo shoot. Um, with the cat it was a great story Josh is a great guy and he's pitching great so thumbs up Josh Walker two thumbs up actually I'm giving two right now you can't see it but trust me two thumbs up for Josh Walker two thumbs up for cat lovers out there I mean I think we're both dog guys on this show mm. but cats are okay I guess no no, uh, no 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 let me stop you there cats are okay cats are above average okay they're, they're not dogs But they're above average. Now, like humans, there's very nice cats and there's very not nice cats. And there's some eh cats, you know, we all have our days. Cats get a bad rap. That's for sure. Uh, A great cat is awesome. You know, a very cuddly, personable, wants to be around you cat. They're awesome. And I feel like people lump in all of the cats together. You know, there's a couple cats that aren't necessarily like that. And they give all the other cats a bad rap. So I I don't like when that happens. I actually did have a couple cats. I'm um, living with my parents before I you know moved out, uh, seven years ago now already. But <laughs> that, <laughs> that that like a midlife crisis reflection. live on the podcast. <laughs> that seven moment years. Of that reflection. <laughs> but those cats were awesome. So cats are cool. Cats are cooler, cooler than many give them credit for. Now we can proceed. Well, now I want to I want to say something about cats and just John specifically with cats. Cats, you have.
0: John, you have such the vibe of a cat guy. It makes total sense. What is I that supposed brought you up to mean? As, what is that supposed well, to mean? Well, I don't mean? know. I brought you up as a dog guy because, you know, Cooper, John's dog, his other child. John is a great dog owner. I mean, that's a that's a real fact about John. John is a great dog owner, really loves his dog, Cooper. Um, but you just have, like, the personality of a cat almost. You know, you're very self-sufficient. Um you like to play when on your terms, mm-hmm. like you know. Like John doesn't like to play when it's not playtime. Well, if we have to get when...
1: the DSL blue and orange, we got to get the DSL blue and orange, Vito. I mean, it's very simple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's. What, I guess you're right. That was John was in cat mode last night when he didn't want to talk to me. Um, but but it does not surprise me that you grew up with cats. I feel like you know you got a real cat like
1: that. didn't grow up with them. I actually, Ooh. went away to school, came back for a summer, and was like, "Hey, mom and dad, I have an idea. Let's get some cats." Um, now that was because they wouldn't let me get a dog. And so the cat was the next best option. Um, but I, John, and, how old were you when, how old were you when your parents wouldn't let you get a dog? Uh, let's see. I tried to go to uh, adopt a dog without my parents' permission when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 18 or 19. My sisters were in on it all. So it wasn't just me. Um, but then they were like, yeah, you need to have like the deed to the house. We can't just give you the dog. And I was like, well, my plan is foiled. Um, <laughs> So it didn't work just a out
0: 20 year old dude walking in and getting denied because he doesn't have his parents permission for dogs that I just, I bet you had no idea that was even a thing that would happen. Oh
1: me. no, I didn't. I mean, there's other ways to get a dog without like, I guess, you know, where I was going, that you needed some sort of permission, but the cat was definitely more self-sufficient. So my parents were, were willing. This was, uh, this was like right during the Rangers Stanley cup final run. Cause that's how I associate things in my life. <laughs> uh, so it was like June of 2014 when, uh, when Maddie named after of course Madison square garden, Came home, um, and yeah. <laughs> Didn't so. know that. I just learned something about John right now. Yeah, a Russian blue. Very nice cat. But here's the difference. You know, like, she'll, you know, purr up against you, and but only on her terms, as you said, a very astute point with the cats. Cooper, Cooper's always down. Doesn't matter what time of day it is. Doesn't matter what's going on. Cooper is just, like, down to get his belly rub, down to play fetch, as all dogs are. So, you know, they're both good animals. They both bring different things to the table. Now, I think... Although we didn't hit off the B.C. food timer, I feel like
0: the B.C. cat timer is probably went off just as quick as that food timer last tomorrow. We'll we'll,
1: we'll get a gauge tomorrow (laughs) on how we did before we move on to the
0: Binghamton Rumble Ponies. I do want to bring up something cool that the Syracuse Mets will be doing this weekend. They will be honoring the Haudenosaunee tribe um, with a special night this weekend. It's going to be on Friday night. Fireworks, special jersey, and it's going to honor their traditions and the culture of the six nations of the Haudenosaunee tribe pregame ceremony. And it's just, I think, a really cool thing that a team is doing. So if you're in the area, go out, have a good night. It's also craft beer night, so tons of stuff going on. Um, And if you're in the area, why not think about the Binghamton Rumble Ponies? I mean, they're only a few hours apart, right? Or even a few hours, just like one hour, really, right? Yeah. Binghamton Rumble Ponies one seven zero versus the Erie Seawolves catcher Matt O'Neill. Hit a Grand Slam. That's the team's third Grand Slam this year. And folks, something we're going to try to do more often because we take feedback from our listeners, we were told we don't say positions enough, so we're going to bring up positions every now and then. But you got to stay on your toes and listen every day. So we're not going to say everybody's position every single time we bring them up.
1: No, because the more people listen, the more they're going to know all about the uh, the players they need to know about. But yes, Matt O'Neill hits a Grand Slam, provides all the run support that a trio of pitchers would need in this one, Jose Chassin, Tyler Thomas and Dylan Tobrock, a little bit more on him in a second. Nice, easy, tidy 7-0 win for the Rumble Ponies now. About Tobrock, he was called up right before the second half started. Made his first appearance for Binghamton. Got roughed up a little bit, but on Wednesday night, he was great. Two scoreless innings and two strikeouts. So Dylan Tobrock finding his footing after a bit of a, a rude introduction to the Eastern League. A really, really, really solid outing on Wednesday night.
0: John, I think my thing for Tabrok is gonna be You Can't Stop Tabrok. You ever remember that song You Can't Stop
1: the Rock? I thought you were gonna go with Can You Smell What Tabrok is Cooking.
0: Ah, uh, you know, and I do like wrestling. So I don't know why I didn't go with that one first, but every time we talk about Tabrok, I think about Can't Stop Tabrok.
1: I learned that about you today. I didn't realize you were a wrestling guy.
0: I don't really watch much anymore, but like I used to I used to go to a bunch of shows per year and like you you know, learn- I was at
1: some pretty I was at some pretty big shows, man. You want to learn something about me? Yeah, man. I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. You know, that lines up with the cat guy thing. No, it doesn't. It lines up with having a helicopter mother is what it lines up with. Also, wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers when I was like five or six. So,
0: oh, okay. that's interesting because that seems like good, wholesome fun. Um, But you missed out, man. I can someday we'll go down a memory lane and maybe me and you will do a podcast. where We're just rewatching Power Rangers. You know, that's a big thing, too. Um, last note from the Binghamton rumble ponies game. Rowdy Jordan had a double and a walk. Love to give Rowdy some credit. You know, let's get Rowdy, baby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit
1: today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
0: No sleep till Brooklyn. Time to talk about the Brooklyn Cyclones. That's my little Brooklyn Cyclones transition. And John, before we even get into the Cyclones, I do want to bring up a Brooklyn Cyclones fun fact. Let's hear it. Janie told me that Jose Quintana has a real affinity for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Um, And I say that because it turns out, you know what's hanging in his locker right now, John?
1: I do not, but I'd love to know. His Paw Patrol jersey, which we've referenced more than once on this podcast. Wow, really? His New York Mets locker. His New
0: York Mets locker here at Citi Field hanging up is his Paw Patrol jersey from his Brooklyn Cyclones rehab appearance. That just shows you promotions are fun in minor league baseball. If the players are latching on to stuff like this, we need to do this all the time. I want to see more of this at the major league level, okay? I want to see Max Scherzer going out there wearing a Power Rangers jersey
1: that's interesting I I don't think that's going to happen but you know what like what if he goes out and has a great outing then it opens up Pandora's box it's a you know I I I hope someone asks him about it I hope I hope he gets asked about it because you know putting it in the locker obviously after the game before the game the media comes in it's on full display you want people to see that thing so I hope that he's asked about it I hope he speaks glowingly about the experience he had pitching on Paw Patrol Day during one of his rehab appearances. And uh, it's going to be a big day at City Field on Thursday as Jose Quintana, who we have spoken about many times on this podcast because he made a lot of rehab starts leading up till tomorrow, uh, is making that, that Mets debut finally. So that's part of the minor league system is guys making rehab. Sean Reed Foley is another one of those guys. Now let's talk about some players from the Brooklyn
0: Cyclones tonight that are not on rehab appearances. That would be Stanley Consuegra, Alex Ramirez, and Kevin Parada. John, each of these guys has something in common tonight.
1: What's that, Vito?
0: Each one of them had two hits,
1: baby! And for Consuegra, his two hits, Vito, home runs on Wednesday night. So that's now nine homers for Consuegra this season, and four of them have come in his last 14 games alone. He's dealt with some injuries, hit a couple of absolute rockets on Wednesday, and he's also got a rocket for an arm. Vito, you remember we were at spring training watching an intra-squad game in the backfields. We were told just how hard and far Kinsweger can hit the ball, and right on cue, a pitch later, he hit a ball that was that was tracked at 440. So um, it was it was a great example in live time. Kinsweger is a very, very intriguing athlete, has all the tools, um, and they were on full display on Wednesday. Yeah,
0: I mean, watching that home run at spring training was nuts, and then we got to sit down and talk with him for a minute. Um,
1: Just, he hit a ball to the cyclone last year. He hit one five hundred and four feet. So, I mean, that wasn't the only example. We were. It was
0: not the cyclone, John. You've said this before, and I've. I've where, t- what, it's what the thunderbolt,
1: it? man. The cyclone is the oh. cyclone is far. Oh, I don't know my. I don't know my theme park.
0: No, man. I, hey. I
1: don't know if I've ever been to that theme park. Actually, that you know that would be content. I don't know if you're a roller coaster guy. Although I'm not getting on the cyclone. You said I'm, I'm this many put...
0: times. I think you secretly really want to go on the cyclone and you're just using oh, no, this as no, no, an excuse.
1: Oh no 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 no. No 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 no. I I definitely don't want to go on the cyclone. Do you know about I would go on the other ones there. I'd go on some other rides. The Thunderbolt? Dude, the cyclone is how old now?
0: You ever but there's rides like that? Like you ever go to Ride Playland and ride the uh the Dragon Coaster? Sounds dangerous too. It's also a wooden roller coaster, man. Wooden roller coasters are cool. I mean, they're scary for a big fella because you always feel like you're going to you know, you're top-heavy. I'm a top-heavy fellow with broad shoulders. I'm always afraid I'm going to fall over the top.
1: Mm, I, I need metal. I need steel. You like I mean, the, even you steel, like the even steel can be
0: shaky things. You like when you have that thing over the top, right?
1: Yeah, I used to be a huge Six Flags Great Adventure guy when I was yeah, growing I used to up. Yeah, you see you in the commercials. You had the tuxedo on, and you would... Uh... Yeah, that was me. I was, yeah, the, the, Venga, the Venga boys. Yeah, that was me.
0: That was nice. <laughs> but let's talk about our Kevin Parada May 27th moment. I think that's going to be every night where we just like to talk about what Kevin Parada done since May 27th. And tonight, John, why don't you tell us about that slash line since May 27th?
1: Well, with the two hits that Parada recorded on Wednesday night, the slash line since May 27th is now 318, a uh, batting average, 382 on base and a 541 slugging percentage. This is now almost two months ago that we're going back. So, just every single night and it's so great to see hit after hit after hit and he's been great lately and Billy Barrows how about William Lugo with some some clutch wood on the night if you would two sack flies tonight
0: just you know those are just as important as base hits I mean how many times are you watching a baseball game and you just wish somebody could hit a fly ball out to right field at the right moment it's just as important because you know what a run is a run is a run John
1: That's true. And when we were talking about him a few nights ago, we were talking about how good he had been recently. We gave that 67 plate appearance sample size, which not the biggest sample size in the world, but I mean, he was white hot. No one can get him out. The most impressive thing for me in that sample size was he wasn't striking out much. And those sack flies, obviously, if you're putting the ball in play, you're not striking out. And that's what William Lugo was doing tonight. So that's why it's so important. The sack flies because in the situation where you need to put the ball in play to get a run across for your team, William Lugo is not selling out for power. He's not over swinging at the plate. He's shortening up. He's making contact and he's doing his job. And that's what you love to see from a player his age.
0: You know what, man? When people say something like 67 is in a large sample size. I want to ask you this, John. If you were to walk into Baskin Robbins and say, let me get 67 samples. You know what they would say? We only have 31 flavors. We, would, we only have 31 flavors. And you know what else they would say? They would say, hey, man, 67 is way too many samples.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I, I guess so. Hey man, I'm just saying in perspective, you know, a sample size is, is large or small in different situations. Why in can't we give somebody credit for 67?
1: No, I mean, look, it's, not we give somebody a lot of credit exercise. for 63. Who's that? Oh, oh the American <laughs> league record. I got it.
0: <laughs> um, let's talk about the St. Lucy Mets and about how, um, none of our Florida teams will ever play a game ever again, because
1: apparently in Florida, it's just water world now. I mean, it's like that here too now in New York. Let's be honest; it rains every day. It does. This summer's been whack, bro. Yeah, this weekend is supposed to be uh, sunny the whole weekend, so I savor it because who knows how many are who knows how many more we're gonna have. Who knows when the the Canada smoke's gonna come back and the rain's gonna just start falling? You know, I gotta mention this, but I was just kind of scrolling the uh, Cyclones' Twitter account, July twenty ninth. The Cyclones have the all you, the baseball you can drink promotion. But it gets even better. Whoa. They are giving away a special Brooklyn Cyclones party shirt. And if you see this shirt, Vito. Oh my God. You know I like loud, obnoxious things. Please tell me this is loud and obnoxious. Uh, I know you do. This this I feel like you had a you played a hand in designing this shirt. I'm gonna be honest. You know, I wish I could say that I did. I wish I could say it was part of any of the Brooklyn Cyclones going ons because they have such good merch. Well, this this one's right up your alley, and um, oh. I highly encourage anyone. Yep, Vito just saw it. That was a, that was a natural, organic reaction. Okay, sexy. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Oh man, I mean, like it's perfect because it's not too, it's not too basebally. You know what I mean?
1: It's got a little bit of everything. It's got a little just bit of everything. Chef's kiss. A plus. Nice. A plus.
0: It's a nice summer outfit. I could see myself wearing that in Italy this summer.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's definitely a party shirt. So anyone who's around on the 29th, make sure you can find your way to Maimonides Park and uh, have yourself a night and get yourself an awesome, awesome party shirt. And it's just called the party shirt. Like, you know, no no qualms about it. They're not, no punches pulled party shirt. That's it. That's what it is. We're calling it that. Maybe we can, uh, maybe there'll be some leftovers and we can, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But anyway, let's get back on track here. Let's talk about the St. Louis Mets. They were able to complete yesterday's suspended game. That amounted in an 8-7 loss. Game two never got off the ground. So, the plan now is to play a doubleheader on Thursday with game one starting at noon. So, we'll see if that happens. Look, it's not fair that we can't talk about Jet Williams. No. You know, like this this rain needs to stop because we need to give the nightly Jet Williams update. I actually had a very impromptu conversation with the gentleman in the gym this morning about Jet Williams. I was like, oh, you know, he, he saw me wearing some Mets stuff and we were talking and, Start talking about the minor league system. Did you and, push P? Uh, I pushed. I pushed P. Good. Of course. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he just brought up Jet Williams off the cuff, and I was like, "Let's go." I didn't know you were like that, sir. <laughs> and we had a nice Jet Williams conversation. Um, but the uh, mother nature not letting Jet Williams play baseball or too much baseball on Wednesday. Hopefully, Thursday is a different story. We should we should look at the weather before we do these things for for you know the different cities in Florida, just so we have an idea. As to uh, whether there's going to be baseball or not. Now you know what you could say about the weather
0: in Jet Williams. Uh, L- looks look like real. all jets have been grounded on a due of unfortunate weather. Zing! That's I, a good you, one. You like that pun? I when I get a pun off that John likes, I feel really good about myself because he's the pun. It's king. a good
1: one. It's a good one.
0: And really, that was mostly banter because obviously there wasn't much game to be talked about because of the weather we just talked about. So sorry about that. So we'll really quickly move on to DSL and the DSL Blue, who lost 9-4 to the DSL Phillies. And, John, what do you want to tell the folks about that game?
1: There was one standout here, and he's been playing really good ball since the DSL started. That's Branny Deolio. He's a middle infielder on the season to this point, including his 3-4 for effort on Wednesday. He's hitting two ninety nine a 387 on on-base percentage, and a 505 slugging percentage. He has 29 hits this season, and 12 of them have gone for extra bases, only nine strikeouts and 87 at-bats to eight walks. And that's a that's a sample size. This is a big one, Vito. you like this one. Ooh. Of 111 plate appearances. I should have given that instead of the at-bats. Uh, he also wears number two, so who knows? Could be the best player to ever wear the number two and play the position shortstop in New York baseball history one day. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. The future is bright on the future of flushing pro on the future of flushing podcast <laughs> that's two digs that i'm really proud of tonight
0: from both sides of the plate me and john let's get it boys and girls we'll see you all in the future
1: and now it's thursday morning you know what time it is it's stock music time we'll talk to you later